Welcome to Parks and Rec, episode 60. We've made it. We've made it. Yes. Everyone off their phones. We're starting the podcast. I'm on my feet. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I'm on my feet. I'm Sean. Yes, we do. It's the Gloria Stefan song, Get On Your Feet. Is played many times in this episode, and it's wonderful. Of course, we are chatting about the season four, episode 11. Yeah. The Comeback Kid. Oh. Named for Leslie Nope, who is coming back from quite the scandal. 1%. 1%. Only, only can go up from here. I guess you could go down to zero. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if you're that's not, can you pretty get darn low. Uh, negative I don't think numbers? so. Oh. Maybe if you're also down on yourself, it's <laughs> okay, negative. I know. It's real sad. Real yeah, sad all around. I'm going to sing this the entire... Uh, it won't get annoying at all. If you've never listened to the show, if you've never seen the show, well, you're like a lot of people because we usually don't videotape it. But if you've never heard the show before, we watch every episode of Parks and Recreation. Sean mm. has never seen the no. show prior to us starting this. Although, uh, as we may find out here, a little twist... There's no twist. Oh, okay. There's not a twist. And we also are getting Parks and Rec whilst doing it. And Haley, what are we drinking tonight? Some sort of jungle juice. Sure. If that's what you want to call it. I don't think it's necessarily applicable, though. This is a beverage um, provided by Revolution Spirits. They donated to my organization to our fundraiser, which we had our annual fundraising event last Friday. And there was a little bit of the cocktail keg left over, so we had to take it home. And now we're featuring it on our episode, Parks and Wrecked. So this cocktail is, like I said, from Revolution Spirits. It's a blend of gin, hibiscus, and soda. It's not bad. I like it. Yeah, tasty stuff. Tasty. Giants. I learned how to tap a keg. Never done that before. I kind of learned. Three fingernail rasps to the side of it. Wow, Joey, cool. <laughs> Tapping it. No, no, we got it. Like a, like like a tap on the tap, shoulder. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like this. I don't know how to tap a keg. Is that a surprise to everyone? No. Okay. Well, we've certainly seen you drink from one, so. <laughs> Upside down? <laughs> No, you just end up upside down. <laughs> <Another night. laughs> I finished upside much. down. Oh, okay. I heard uh, one of my friends. I'll I'll keep her anonymous. She won. Uh, she was on a boat party over the weekend and won the uh, female keg. I was on a boat party over stand. the weekend. Did you also do a keg stand contest? There were contest? no kegs. Oh. She said she did one for about twenty-eight seconds, I believe, which uh, seems long to me. I guess I'm not I a keg really stand expert. Works. Yeah, I try not to. Uh, I did also have. I'm not. This drink yeah. on the on the boat. Oh, and then I came home and took a long nap because I was very tired. The sun. Yeah, those boat parties are get ya. I napped on the back porch, which is just a concrete slab. It's very good. <laughs> good nap. It's that firm bed. I went out there. My sister was working on her homework, uh, and I laid down on the ground and was talking to her about her homework assignment. And then I just took a quick 
over an hour nap and then woke up and continued talking to her as if I had never fallen asleep. Like bugs? Uh, not really. Also, bugs don't really like me. They okay. stay away from me, which is nice. Lucky. I know. I got that. They don't bug you. Yeah, okay. it's because I'm not sweet enough. <laughs> That's why. We've, we've had quite the number of flag football games. You didn't get destroyed by mosquitoes? Never. Never, ever, ever. Elsewise? Nope. They bite through my shirt and through my shorts. Yeah, no. Mosquito like, Valentine. I guess know. some people, yeah, mosquitoes are just not interested in you. And, and I happen to be one of those people. Well, they're the only people that find me attractive. Anyway, <laughs> we're starting this episode with Leslie's campaign uh, kicking off. She named the entire Parks and Rec office as her uh, campaign manager. She walks in and. Campaign team. Campaign team. Walks in and volunteers Anne to be her campaign manager, which uh, Anne reluctantly accepts because everybody else, you can tell nobody else wanted to do it. Um, Yeah. And they're kicking off with the old two campaign people walking through the hallway. They were jettisoning something. What were they doing? No, they weren't jettisoning. That was the truck. We had to jettison. Yeah, that was later. That's later. (laughs) Don't go there yet. Yeah. But they were just walking through looking for other campaign people because that's their job. Uh, Leslie was not happy to see them, but she's like ready to kick their butts, I guess. But then Andy came out of the room and admitted that he uh, broke everything from trying to make ramen in the <laughs> coffee pot. That was our quote. Of the uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It, it's just such a... I thought it was going to be like, Oh, about... <laughs> Yeah. About every contractor. Oh, this must have been when yeah. I went to get ice cream. Yeah, you weren't you weren't here for this part. But I Yeah, he just goes, Leslie, like while she's talking to these campaign managers, Leslie, I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. Which <laughs> And when he said that, I started visualizing trying yeah. to make like do you put the noodles in first, but then it's gonna burn up in the coffee pot as a water drip. So maybe you just gotta make the water first and then put the noodles in. That's why. That's why everything's broken now. Yeah. Maybe he did a little bit of both. You got to break the noodles and then put them in, because obviously you can't just put the block into a, a coffee pot. The block's hot, right? I don't know. I think yes. Usually, I don't know. It's been a hot minute since I've made. I oh. assume. Did you break up your noodles whenever yeah. you make them, or you just leave them as a block and get really, really long noodles? I just eat them raw. Me too. Uh, I did not eat them raw. I wanted some soft noodles, not no hard noodles. Uh, at first, I would do the block, but then somebody was hating on me, and I started breaking them up. And so I would like break it up in like fourths. I didn't like crumple it like I do fortune cookies because I don't like the cookie. I just want the fortune. Um, <laughs> so you yeah. will eat this cookie. She was like, "Nice." <laughs> that was not the fortune. <laughs> Never got that fortune. Aw. Um. So yeah. Um. Leslie. Sorry, has- I'm gonna a quick quick sidebar of a fortune. Oh. I got one one time that was like, fortune cookies need their sleep too. Come back again later. Oh, get your or money something back. like that. And I was like, what is this? You want a refund? Yeah. I want my, give me a new one. <laughs> new one. Uh, Leslie and the team. They start- did you come back later? I mean, I've ordered <laughs> from the place again. So yeah, I guess I did. What was it Hunan? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was oh. somewhere else, but... I don't know. The next one said, hey, sorry about before. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it still didn't give you a fortune. Yeah, it still didn't give me a fortune, though. 
the lucky numbers that's weren't sneaky. lucky either. Yeah. That's how they get you. The unlucky numbers. No, they were just numbers. Unlucky would be like I, pl- I play them in the lottery and then get tased or something via numbers. Anyways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else happened in this episode? Oh, okay. And Ben White, he's at home and he doesn't have a job because if you remember, he sacrificed himself in the most rom-com way ever. And Sean ate it up. He loved it. I, as in ate it up. It was like opposite day because I did. I threw it up. Um, it was gross. Threw up your hands in yeah. jubilation. No. Shall <laughs> we? Um, so he's home, jobless, living with Andy and April still. And in April, walking with a three-legged dog. Champion. Champion. And he's like looking at this dog like, what is happening? And then they come rushing in. I guess I don't know how the dog got away from him. He only has three legs. And they're yelling, champion, champion, champion. Yeah. And then boom, there he is. And it's like, and Andy's like, oh, I know we we were supposed to come to you uh, before we make, you know, decisions. So we're coming right now. Like, hey, if you don't want this dog, we'll take it back to the pound. And They're covering the dog's ears. Yeah, they're covering the <laughs> dog, take it back to the pound so, to have it killed or whatever. And so Andy. Uh, Put um, to sleep forever. And so, of course, Ben is like, no, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. And so they get to keep champion. Champion's the coolest dog. When he limped in, I said, "Oh, I'm like, what happened?" And oh yeah, his yeah. first question was, "When you found this dog, did it have four legs?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it had three legs. So they did not. They did not hurt the dog themselves. Uh, but Ben was at home. He's wearing some shirt and has a bed head, and he is not looking right. And so Chris Traeger comes to visit him i guess they don't lock doors there like he just walked it's in funny they don't lock doors i guess because he said oh chris come in he's like i did <laughs> <laughs> um and ben makes a face like yeah i was just being polite and he he checked he's checking in on ben because he hasn't seen him in a while and there he that's his friend even though it's his fault it's chris's fault that ben is not at home and sean's fault it's it's yeah, it was a pretty bad bribe. But oh, so yeah, it's a bribe guy's fault because he's a snitch, and we don't have to get back into that. Um, because he didn't give back his gift of. Yeah, so he's bad too. There's just bad people everywhere. All bad. Also, Leslie walks into the room, in the first scene, and goes, "I know I'm not supposed to work on my campaign in the office, but I just had to announce this." I was like, "Girl, did you learn nothing about ethics? Come on now." Uh, yeah, nothing about ethics. <laughs> Chris checks in on Ben and says, Ben, what are you doing? One of the things he's doing is he's making calzones, or as he put it, calzones. 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 And yeah. then he's like, or as you Americans say, calzones. He's like, the pizza's like spilling out of the dough. He's like concentrating. He's not doing the best job. But they look like they turned yeah, out the all right. Yeah, the ones looked good from yeah, the they, oven. They, put it out the, they showed him struggling making it, but then when they put it out the oven, they looked perfect. Like Maybe those were earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. this was like his ninth or tenth go at it, maybe. Oh, okay. It would have been great to see just like Frankenstein calzones all around the kitchen that didn't quite turn out as well. Just normal scientist ones? Dr. Frankenstein. Monster calzones. What? I don't know. Sean, go on. Um... He's also, Ben's also gotten into claymation. Just, <laughs> is that doll supposed to be him? Like, it's just a dude. 
getting yeah, out of I bed. Yeah, I think it's just a doll. Yeah, I think it's maybe inspired by him a little bit, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to be. And so Chris is like talking to the camera, like Ben's depressed. Um, I can't do a good Chris Trigger accent. But <laughs> y'all know what it is. you listen to the show. Y'all, y'all know what, how Rob Lowe does it. Um, ben is depressed. Oh, that's how he does it. He did? No. Okay. Um, I was also doing a bad impression. Uh, Leslie and them. Do they have a... They, nope, 2012. 2012. Man, what was I doing in 2012? Certainly not running for city council. Yeah. Reggie did graduate. Uh, oh, that was you. I graduated. No, I wasn't. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, kind of. Not really. I, had, we I were was all graduated. working in yeah. parks and rec in 2012. Uh. You could have been watching the show as it aired. I mean, I was in college. Yes. But I wasn't working in Parks and Rec in college. We're talk- I'm so confused. They're so confused. These listeners are probably like, man, just get on with it. Yeah, this isn't our finest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they set up to have a speaking engagement at the gym in Pawnee. Uh, Ron is like the contractor. He's in charge of building the stage. And what's... Aziz's name? I forgot already. Tom? Tom. Tom. He's like the red carpet guy. He he even walks on red carpet. He has red carpet insoles in his shoes. Uh, April makes the reservation at the gym. Uh, where's Donna? God damn it. I think she was in the opening scene, but then was not she's not treating herself after that jerry's in charge of getting the crowd oh yeah she was definitely in the opening scene because when leslie was like doing the drum roll she was looking away like uh couldn't be me Hmm. yeah because it wasn't it was ann well because no one wanted the job yeah too what was chris's job it probably wasn't good um (laughs) he's not part of her campaign oh he's not chris isn't Hmm. now no, not Chris. I mean, oh, you mean Chris uh, Pratt. Andy. What's Andy's job? <laughs> it's not clear because he can't do anything yeah. well. Um, he's but security, right? He's just know. going with Ron. Wherever Ron's I think going. he's security. And so they're riding in this. Ron's driving this big old semi uh, with like supplies to build the stage. And the back of it is open. So stuff is just falling out. And they fit four people in the front that only seats three. And a dog. And champion. And uh, Andy's just leaning over Ron to honk the horn at kids. And then, so sirens and police lights start going off behind him. And like, oh, Andy starts honking the horn at the police too. Like, oh, they enjoy it too. And it's just terrible obliviousness. That was frustrating. Um, still, he's still top character. That was <laughs> just that moment. Like, come on, man, you got to stop. Uh, Tom's sitting on April's lap. And then April's, I guess April's calling maybe she called Anne to tell them that they were getting arrested. Uh, so Anne tells Leslie. So Leslie goes down there uh, to go get them not arrested. They're all sitting on the curb. Uh, Leslie is talking to the police officer and she convinces them not to get arrested. But then they barely had any supplies. So it was fine. So I think they just stacked it on top of Leslie's car. Yeah, just whatever they could take. Yeah. Well, a lot of it did fall out of the truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. While they were driving. Barely so the back of the truck was, was open. Yeah. Truck. Like half of Leslie's face on a banner. Which feels like not a Ron thing to do. You yeah, know? Yeah, you would think he would be more responsible. Yeah. 
So know. that's when the jettisoning comes into play in a minute. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, we had to jettison the rest of the woods. So this is the only stage we have. And then she sees the banner. It comes through and it's just like her eyes, basically, and half her name. Yeah. And Andy tries to say jettison and he can't say it. <laughs> He's like, we had to jettison the rest of the banner, too. But I think it's great. And so there, and with, uh, Anne's job was to get Pistol Pete or Pistol Peter. Local Pistol celebrity. Pete. Pistol Pete DeCilio. No, not Maravich. Pistol Pete no, yeah. DeCilio. Um, not he, actual basketball player, Pistol Pete Maravich. He's a local legend from high school. I guess he dunked the ball to win the championship or something. He did. Woo. And they air his game every Friday night. <laughs> and this will actually be the topic of our... Trivia? Top five. Oh, top five. Okay. But I don't know if we want... Sure, you want to do it now? Okay. Top five. Oh, you'll get caught things up in that. on Fridays. Top five. It's not things that are on Friday nights, but rather it's top five game-winning basketball shots that I have seen as they happened. So whether I was live there or was just witnessing it... I know what number one is. ...as it was going on down. Sean knows what number one is. We'll see if he is correct. Number five. This one's a college basketball game. Okay, this is okay. this is the first March Madness buzzer beater that I remember. Let's set the stage. Northwestern State, 14 seed. Iowa, 3 seed. Iowa was favored by like 15 points in this game. They should win easily. I remember this because a lot of my friends were going to Iowa. And so we're watching this game. Iowa was kind of a dark horse national championship. What pick. were they doing in Iowa? I uh, going to college. <laughs> in the corn fields and okay. they i was just making jokes this game i was winning comfortably the whole time and then northwestern state you were is making a comeback and i like this game because a couple different reasons northwestern state's down two they're coming down the announcers say they shouldn't take a three for the win they're like go up get a layup go to overtime guy in northwestern state pulls up for three misses it no uh, and i'm like ah oh, man the, the Comeback's going. They get the rebound. Guy dribbles into the corner, shoots a three as he's falling like sideways into the cheerleaders, basically. Like just falls down, mm-hmm. makes the shot with half a second left, gets up and runs to his teammate, and they do like a jump hug in the air. And while this is going on, the ball goes right by them. And a guy in Iowa catches the ball at half court, has a chance to make the game winning shot. He does not. So Northwestern State gets the upset. But it's just a magical moment of like all the the uh, people coming coming together. I jump hug. Number four. This one I was live at, which was very entertaining. It was the Chicago Bulls versus the Washington Wizards. I uh, should look should have looked up what year this was. I believe it was twenty. I want to say twenty eleven. It was the 2010-2011 season. I believe it was Derrick Rose's MVP season. It was prior to him tearing his ACL and his career going down the. No, no, no. This was 2009. And this is why I know, because I went with my friend who made a sign, which was a jersey, like a he made a jersey out of styrofoam or cardboard or whatever. And it was a Dwayne Wade on the Bulls jersey, which would happen after Dwayne Wade was washed up. But at the time oh. when he was, uh, you know, one of the peak players and there was big talk the following summer, who was going to go where, blah, blah, blah. So it was the 20... 20- it was the 2009-2010 season. This might have been in February, actually, now that I'm thinking of this. So we'll say 2010. It was 2010. Very exciting. Game goes to Glad double overtime. That out. Game goes to double overtime. And Derrick Rose 
is just dribbling. He's letting the clock wind down. And I think the whole crowd, they're like, this shot's going in. And you could tell. You could feel the palpable excitement. And he drives to the basket, makes a little runner. Bulls win. We all go crazy. Doubly go crazy because at Bulls games, if the Bulls score over 100 points and win, everyone in the crowd, free Big Macs. Oh, yeah, we're happy about the Big Macs. Yes, we were happy about the Big Macs. And we were going to a house party after the game. We show up with Big Macs. Everyone's <laughs> jealous. It was magical. How is that not number one? <laughs> it was close. It was How did close. you not eat the Big Macs on the way in? Uh, we we had most of them, by the way. We just, like, on the way there. But we had a little bit left, and people were trying to get a bite. And we were like, nah, settle yourself down. Number three happened from this year's playoffs. I bet Sean can probably guess what it was. Dame? No, that was a good one, too. But I didn't see that live. I saw the highlight of it. Oh. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard's four-bounce buzzer beater to send the Toronto Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals, beating the Philadelphia 76ers. If you're a casual basketball fan, you've probably seen this shot. Probably saw it in the playoffs. But it's just... The, the still images from it are the, the most impressive thing. Everyone is looking up at the basket with various stages of mouths being open and excitement, delight, uh, disappointment, depending on who you were rooting for, what, what player is there. Uh, this is the only buzzer beater I know of where the ball was still on the rim after the buzzer sounded. The buzzer fully sounds and goes off. Yeah. And there's no sound while this ball is just bouncing around and then goes in. Bounces on the rim four times, goes in, wins the series in game seven. Craziness. That is crazy. And then crazy. the history, I guess, because, like, if, you know, they don't make that shot, who knows? Because the Raptors weren't healthy in that series. They were really hurting. And the Sixers, the Sixers should have won. <laughs> oh, well. But continue. I'm sorry. City of Philadelphia getting no brotherly love in this one. Continue, yeah. Craziness all around. But not nearly as crazy as number two. Number two? Which was the end of an era in Chicago. It was Michael Jordan's... That's number two. Oh, because I know what number one is. Game-winning buzzer. I don't think you do. I am confident you do not know what number one is. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Number two. Michael Jordan. Utah Jazz. Sean just gestured. This is the NBA Finals, Game 6, 1998. Michael Jordan's final game as a Chicago Bull. And uh, I think what is maybe not nearly as remembered as much, the Bulls were down three points, uh, and the Bulls had the ball, and everyone was like, oh, they should, you know, the Jazz should make the Bulls use some clock here and not, like, waste too much time. Michael Jordan immediately just drives to the basket and scores a layup in about two seconds, then comes back, steals the ball from Carl Malone, dribbles the ball up, and this is another one where he's just eating time he's just dribbling the ball and i think everyone knows this shot is going in it's just a matter of will there be enough time left for the jazz to get a shot off the answer was yes but they didn't make it but jordan dribbles in does a little bit of a push off on byron russell some people will say it was a clean play some some will say it was a a shove but again no one's gonna call that against michael jordan regardless (laughs) and he he pulls up and it's just a pure it's like a great moment he's got the follow-through going as you see the ball swish through Bob Costas calling the game. Ah, it's just magic. Magic all around. And then number one. Number one. Which, <laughs> I want to see, what do you think I ha- my number one is? Was it your half-court buzzer beater? No, I had this on my list originally, and then I was like, no, I want this to be ones 
that I've seen. But honorable mention to my half-court buzzle beater, which won an intramural game. Oh, okay. Coming off a of steal, got lifted up. It was great. <laughs> this one is a Division II championship game in 2007. And I remember this because I was, I believe, in a hotel in Davenport, Iowa for a family wedding. <laughs> And was watching this game at the gym at the hotel we were at while on a treadmill. And I remember having to jump off the treadmill because I was going so crazy watching this game. So I'm just standing to the side of the treadmill watching the game. And it's Barton College, which I have looked this up, is about 950 students. And they're playing a college, uh, Winona State, that had won 57 games in a row and two national championships in a row. And Barton is uh, losing throughout this whole game. And they're down, uh, I believe it's five points with about like 45 seconds left, 45 seconds left. And then there's a guy who now plays, his name's Ant Atkinson, he now plays for the Harlem Globetrotters, or at least did for a while. I don't know if he currently still is. But at this time, he was a D2 player. He just takes over, and he scores 10 points in a row. Well, Winona State made some free throws, but <laughs> he scores 10 points, He's including and and at one point, you think it's over because he makes a shot, gets fouled. They're down one. Sean's favorite. And what? And what? And then he misses the free throw, oh. and he's just like, he looks so distraught. He's like, man, I almost made this comeback happen. I didn't do it. But then Winona State misses free throws because they're falling apart here. They're like, whoa, this comeback's crazy. So then he makes a crazy reverse layup to tie the game. And then on the inbounds pass, they knock the ball away. He, he like does the poke behind, gets it to a teammate who throws it back down to him. And he makes a layup right at the buzzer. So they win. They're going nuts. The reason this is my number one, though, because A, well, A, jumped off a it's real, real impressive. Too, to score 10 points in like 40 seconds. But one of the guys on Barton College, when he's celebrating, rips off his jersey, throws it up in the air, and like 20 feet away, it lands on a Winona State player's face in the handshake <laughs> line. He's just, he's just tossing it in jubilation, not aiming it anywhere, and it happens to land directly Lay on this face. guy. Which it's like insult to injury. You just lost a huge game. Yeah. And <laughs> now you have a sweaty jersey on your face. Oh, Crazy. Crazy. Love it. Nothing beats basketball game winners. Mm-hmm. And that it's, is your... It's Joey's top five. Top five. No, it's your. It's your top five. It's our top five for this episode. Oh. Back to the episode. Yeah, where were we? Uh, Pistol Pete. We're talking Almost about Pistol there. Pete Maravich. We're talking about Pistol Pete this... Or I'm sorry, Decilio. Decilio. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um... Uh, Leslie's got to get him to be at this campaign launch uh, because the the whole town loves him. Uh, it really boosts her polling numbers from one percent. Uh, so he's got to be there. So Anne and Leslie invite him over to Anne's place, and uh, that's when they get the call that Ron and them got pulled over. So Leslie leaves, and P- Pistol Pete doesn't want to do the dunk. Cause he, that's all he's known for. He's kind of passed it. It was years ago. He wants you know, to be Sean, more than just basketball. You know, Sean, it's oh funny. God. Oh my God. Oh that my you God. mentioned that. Cause Pistol I mean, Pete doesn't want, he doesn't want to live in the past. <laughs> he says, I, you know, I did that dunk years ago. 
I really don't want to just relive my past all the time. I want to move forward. And then Leslie's trying to convince him that the past is great. And she names three things. Mm. What are those three things? Three things about the past? Yeah, three great things from the past. But then later she says one is not great, right? Or that was something else. That was something else, yeah. Huh. Maybe when she was breakdancing or something. Uh, (laughs) I'll give you a hint. One is a dance. Breakdancing? One is a character and one is a uh, sort of Oregon Trail type of thing, I guess. I don't know. That's, a, that's probably not. <laughs> Dysentery is not something great about the past. Video games. One, okay, one's a character. Is that what you said? Yes. Mickey Mouse. No. Uh, Aren't she comics? No. No. Um... Yeah, we don't know, so just yeah. tell us all the answers. I remember the dance one, but I can't remember the <laughs> dance one was the jitterbug. Yeah. I remember uh, her saying that part. Oregon Trail. Yeah, I was gonna say it's in it's featured heavily in a wham song. Um and then uh the item is a stagecoach. She says stagecoaches. It's kinda it's I was thinking covered wagons. Uh-huh, They're kinda different, going. yeah. And then uh the character is Herman Munster. I don't remember her saying cool. at all. At all. There weren't a lot of great options for trivia. Yeah, apparently. How many times did they play Get On Your Feet? Get On Your Feet. That's the answer. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Really? Yes. Um, So Pete's not about to dunk. Anne's job is to convince him. But Leslie's like, but don't do anything like sexual. I wouldn't want you to do that for me. She's like, yeah, I wasn't planning on it. But then she's like, you know, know, as her friend, I would expect. (laughs) She's like, no, leave. (laughs) Um, so Anne's talking with, he's pretty much telling her his life story. I guess his, uh, grew up in a single parent household with his father. Um, who was more stick than carrot when it came to discipline. Yeah. Whatever that means. Um, it's like you'll, I think it has to do with rabbits or maybe horses or, or something. I don't know. No, it's like, <laughs> that's what I thought. It's like, you'll catch more rabbits with carrots than with a stick or something like that. It's a saying. Mm. Look right. it up. Joey, that was specific to you. My, Keep uh, going, my old boss told me there's this job I should apply for that I'm not even qualified for. And so that was just throw your, throw your resume out there. It's like, just throw spaghetti at the wall. I'm like, that's what they said. Just throw spaghetti at the wall. Oh, see if it sticks. Yeah. See if it sticks. See what sticks. Throw some spaghetti. I've never heard that in my life. Oh yeah. Oh, just throw it. Next time you're making spaghetti. In that way. Just throw it at the wall. Throw some at the wall. Put marinara on it first. Like, you know, it's done. (laughs) If, if it does or doesn't stick. I think if it does. Up? I think if it right? does. Right? <laughs> Who's cleaning that up? All right. Uh, the phrase carrot and stick is a metaphor for the use of a combination of reward and punishment to induce a desired behavior. It is based on the idea that it is based on the idea that a cart driver might activate a reluctant horse by dangling a carrot in front of it and smacking it on the rear with a stick. Yup. Mm. Actually, I was combining you'll catch more flies with honey than with vinegar with the carrot and stick thing. But yeah. It's the same thing. Unless you're Haley, you won't catch any flies. Why would you use Because bugs don't come to you. Uh, it's, Just a shot. It's the same sort of thing of like, honey is sweet, vinegar is sour, so like, you'll get people to do so what you want nice. them. Yeah. It's I'm like, nice. you'll you'll get better outcomes if you're nice. That's the new, uh, the new motto. I'm be nice. nice. I'm nice. Be nice. I'm nice. Anyways, 
this dude is not about the dunk life, and so everything's going wrong. They meet up at the uh, the North Gym or whatever that place was, um, and the everybody's like reporting in with their job duties, and Ron he all the stuff fell out the truck, and so he has a small ass stage, not bigger than like a kitchen table. But it's pretty tall, though. I don't know why it's so tall. <laughs> I mean, I guess because she's supposed to be like on, yeah, on a pet on a stage, a tall ass stage, like on display. Like she's supposed yeah. to be out there for you to see. But yeah, it's very tall and there's no stairs. Um, who else was there? Uh, oh, April, I guess, was talking about the stupid guy who I guess she called to make the reservation for, and she didn't do a really good job because all she did was just call him stupid. And the the gym was transformed from a basketball court to a hockey rink, and it did not get transformed back. And April's like talking, telling Leslie all guiltily, but blaming the stupid guy and not herself. Uh, who else was there? Who else was there? Tom ran out of red carpet, so he only had like a little piece. I guess he couldn't afford it. He could, then he say like couldn't oh, afford can, that premium red carpet or yeah. like this was as much premium red carpet as I could afford. It's maybe a third to half of the way to the from to the, the <laughs> entrance to the stage. It's like it was a short walk, but it felt nice, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so they're thinking everything's Jerry a disaster. Came through. Yeah, well, Anne comes in. Uh, she's like, "And do you have a pistol, Pete?" Like, oh, he's here, but he's like curled up in a ball in her car crying. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, he's had a he's had a rough life. And so Leslie's thinking of canceling it all. Um, Jerry's job was to get the people to come out. And so they were hoping Jerry failed at his job so they could just cancel. But Jerry's like, no, there's 100 people waiting out there. And they're like, oh, great, Jerry. Thanks for pulling a Jerry or something like that. And then April gives him. Well, she said. Jerry, I hope you pulled a Jerry on this one and didn't get anyone. And then oh, Leslie's like, and Jerry's he offended. Doesn't like that term. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, I came through. There's a hundred people." And she's like, oh, "Okay, like, dang it." And then April goes, "Way to go, Jerry! <laughs> Why couldn't you mess something up, or something like that?" So they're they they're thinking about giving up, but Ron gives a little motivating speech. They put their hands in, go team, and they're walking to the stage all together get to that on get on your, your feet, feet song <laughs> and then they get to the end of the carpet and it's not even a third of the way to the stage and then they just scooch so yeah they're on ice it's a hockey rink so they're scooching there the song is in it there, there's no more get on your feet so as they're getting there they're starting to slip and they play get on your feet some more <laughs> uh the dog the dog only has three legs so somebody's got to pick up the dog and ron's picking up the dog and the dog starts peeing on him get on your feet uh andy like really like is doing some dance he's slipping <laughs> but i think chris pratt is doing like some <laughs> dance on them. i don't know that he's slipping uh, it's just a disaster they're not gonna make it and well they do make it it just takes forever and like five get on your feet and six apparently <laughs> they get to the stage there's no stairs ron didn't build any stairs and so they, they had, just have to hoist her up. Yeah, that's hoist her up. It kind of looks like he's trying to maybe get down yeah, so I she can step was, on his back. Yeah, but then he didn't. Then, yeah. 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 And she makes her way on top, but like just laying there. On the, and they play the Get On Your Feet song again. And 
when she fell, I guess some of her cards got split up or moved around. So her speech is very bad. Uh, they're all out of order. Um, uh, what is she say? We're going to fight against obese children. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, and the crowd's like all silent. And like, and the, what's bothering me the most is the two old campaign managers that's just sitting in the crowd watching her fail at this. Didn't they have something better to do? Wasn't there some other candidate that they had to endorse? Why are they there? Scouting? For what? She only has 1%. They know she's not good. They go do some something else. They don't need to scout. Nobody scouts like SMU or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody scouts the bad schools. Anyways, um, but so it's going super bad. But Pistol Pete shows up and he takes off his jacket. He's got his old high school jersey underneath. He's ready to dunk this basketball because he supports Leslie Note for city councilman 2012 and everybody's literally got on their feet and they're clapping and he had pulls out a basketball from nowhere starts dribbling on an ice that's really talented because i don't think i can dribble a basketball on ice and he goes to dunk the, they yeah I, they just wield oh. a basketball goal out there too i was like no don't do it <laughs> don't do it pete and so he starts dribbling towards the goal and he doesn't even running. jump. His feet just end up above his head. And I turned away from the screen, <laughs> even though it's like totally acting and not real. I didn't want to look at it because there were some bad football injuries from this Sunday that whew, I don't want to see any more injuries, even if they're fake on TV. So He falls flat on his back. Yeah. It, <laughs> and Anne like scoots over because she's a nurse. Yeah. It is, it's not as bad as Mark Brandano was falling down that pit, but it was, you know, the next worst injury I've seen on this show. Uh but I guess it turned out no, and so it was a disaster. It did not turn out okay. They so they're going, uh, they go back home. They no, they don't go home. They go, they go to the hospital. Well, first they go to uh, Andy, April, and Ben's place where Chris and Ben have been hanging out, and Chris helps Ben realize through some green smoothie drink that's terrible that Ben is depressed, and he didn't know it until he watched his movie of his claymation his claymation video <laughs> yeah and it was like which is great but very short it's two seconds long and it took him like three weeks to do and he sent like a copy to leslie uh it's long enough for the first Avatar. the first line of uh, stand by rem he <laughs> 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 it, it plays it again and it, it, it doesn't it's not any longer it's the same exact time and so he, so chris helps ben realize that he's depressed and they guess they're gonna explore some things or maybe that's what their conversation was. But then the old crew, they walk in and Leslie's like, Ben, uh, it was a disaster. Um, ben couldn't go. Instead of being the supporting boyfriend, he didn't want to be toxic to her to her campaign launch because, you know, they were sleeping together and they bribed a dude that snitched on him. We're not going back there. Uh he um and then leslie says my campaign manager and i have reached a decision or maybe ann says that i don't remember no leslie said it you were right she's like my campaign manager is fired she's like oh thank god and ann was happy and she went to hire ben as campaign manager and and chris is like oh ben you don't want that you we're gonna explore some new things he's like i'll 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 take the job and chris is like oh congrats and just leaves. Supportive. Yeah, very supportive. And then... Then they go to the hospital. Leslie and Ann go to the hospital to visit... Pete. Mayor Pete. 
Not, <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to say Mayor Pete this whole time. I was like, it's not, it's Pistol Pete. Mayor Pete is doing other campaigns. Um, but he, uh, I guess he has a broken arm. I don't know. His, his arm's in a Something. sling. They brought him cookies and balloons. Um, they're like, how can we make this up to you? And he says, oh, you could go to dinner with me talking to Ann. He's like, what? And Les is like, yeah, yeah. And like, Anne's like, no, no, I'm married. And Les is like, no, you're not. And then they just stand there staring <laughs> at each other. Which Super is very awkward. strange. Yeah. And even Anne said, it's like, this is really awkward now. And then the episode ends. And it's over. Get on you it's feet. over. Yeah, it's hard to use the I'm married excuse and then immediately been like, <laughs> yeah. corrected. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, There's not really any way around that. There ain't. There really ain't. Sean, you mad about anything? Um, we're not getting into fantasy football. No. No. Uh, you get one of those a month. Okay. <laughs> Deal with that. I did. I got into, well, sort of fantasy football. Um, I got into a slight tiff where I was told to get the fuck out. Oh, oh of where? Because um, my our fearless leader Chris of the fantasy group, I think he posted a gif about something about me not liking the office, and I guess the other members of the fantasy group did not know that. Oh, and he said he made he made some comment, and I said yeah because it's not a good show. Oh, and that's when I got told to get the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rough. So I wasn't mad. I made other people mad. Yeah. Yes. That's not bad then. Yeah. That's but also fine. you should. GTFO. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Office yeah. is a great show. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Sean just doesn't like awkward situations. Well, and he doesn't like Michael Scott. It's Michael Scott. Because he's the worst. So you might be one, maybe the only person that thinks season eight is the best season of The Office because there's no Michael Scott. Oh. Got to check it out. There's also no plot mm. development or good story. It's lines. not good. Yeah. It's not a great season. Yeah. Well, because there's just a different character that sort of becomes the Michael Scott of that season, which is unnecessary. Who knows? It's just not good. Seasons two and three are the best ones. And you've seen those episodes, so I've seen three. nothing's changed in your opinion. Yeah. Well, Parks and Rec. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're skipping the part thing? I always skip. Where Sean has to guess our next episode. That's true, though. Which is called Get On Your Feet. No, it's oh, not. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was the name of the song from this episode by Gloria Estefan. This episode is called Campaign Ad. Go. Uh, so Leslie's going to continue running this campaign. I guess she has to shoot a commercial. She will be in the middle. And Tom will be the cameraman, and Anne will be the model, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't see Tom model. operating a camera, but I'm excited. Oh. Excited for know. your premonition to come true. He'd be like, it's too heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was very good, Tom. Well job all I? around. Uh, if you want to tell Sean to also to get the fuck out, get out, get out, get out, uh, via visa v, uh, an email, 
You Woo! can do it at parksrexpod at gmail.com or on the Facebook or Twitter, parksrexpod. If you but don't know Sean's Twitter account, it's because he doesn't have one, but we'll make sure he gets the message. Like us and rate us and subscribe to us anywhere account. you get your podcasts. Do those things. Do you want to give that out there? No, just know yeah. that. There's do, like a dating Facebook. You can date on Facebook now. Did y'all know that? I how do you, you mean? You wouldn't know. Yeah, that. you tell someone you like, right? It's like if you each <laughs> have a, each have a crush on each other, then it tells you. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But it's like you get up to nine people, I think. So it's like I'm crushing on. Oh, you're just, yeah, you can Thank tell. Up to, it's like a top eight on MySpace. You can but tell one more. up to nine people that you have a crush on them. You tell Facebook you have a crush on them, and then if they also tell Facebook they have a crush on you, Facebook's but like, hey, to I'm gonna play matchmaker. Yeah. Tenth one, sorry. Like so, like what her. if you decide like you don't him. like someone like anymore? Them. Can you get that crush back? I don't know. We'll have to. You know what? You can cancel crush. Sean. No, 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 no. Sean, no. we're gonna try this. We're gonna try this on the next episode and see how it I goes. The look try on your face when the, the light bulb just went off. Oh, we can't wait for the next episode of Parks and Rec. I have to put. Oh, <laughs> yes. Go on. No, you ended it. All right, Parks and Rec. <laughs> This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.